0: The theater, the theater. Sing it out, Louis! Theater, theater. To be or
1: not to be. Theater, theater. The plays the Hey, friends. Hey, hey. Rent, 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 rent. I'm not gonna pay rent. Nope, I don't want
2: to. Till I have to pay rent. Till I have to pay rent,
3: rent, 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 rent,
2: rent. (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, always have to pay rent.
1: (laughs) I, I do have to pay rent. Unlike the, the tenants of Alphabet
3: City. Alphabet Alphabet City, City. I
1: do. I do. I yeah. will be paying my rent this month. Uh, <laughs> hi, hi, friends! It's good to see your faces again. <laughs>
3: Hello. Good to see yours. Ah, yeah.
1: Scott, you were telling me about something, and I said to save it for the pod. I said yeah. I need to hear about this on the podcast because I, I still don't know what you were talking about. But you said it's an article that is worth checking
0: out. Tell me about it. Right, and uh, no, I shared it with you guys on on Slack uh, earlier, okay. but um, okay. it's a New Yorker article. Oh,
3: the New Yorker. The New Yorker.
0: Yeah, this is the snootiest thing. But it basically is an article that's a fake season announcement from a fake theater company. And okay. what, <laughs> what they do is they, they just, the article's great because it hits everybody. So it's like, brand new play that's been in development for two decades. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yes. I've been in a
0: couple of those. We
1: have one of those in our season at the <laughs> yeah, playoffs right now. Right? Yeah, okay.
0: History play that could have used more research. This yeah, is I've been a drama- couple of those.
1: Yeah. <laughs> need Brittany Wheeler. They need the a <laughs> dramaturge. <Exactly>. Um, All right, <laughs> hot tell but,
0: them, Ben. Hot button issue play without a real take.
3: <laughs> I've
2: seen a couple of those for sure I've um, seen many
0: of those especially it since the pandemic has been, um, uh, has been It's true We
2: need more January Six plays and more plays about COVID uh, Absolutely, <laughs> Nine, uh, more
0: 9-11 plays I would like uh, to
1: I would like to argue we don't need more of those since that's 90% of what I saw at Hollywood Fringe Fest
0: Right Oh, oh. oh, dear, peace, zip. Hot, oh. Take, hot take oh. Oh, For in trouble. trouble. Coming um, for him. Uh, some of the others were, a uh, contemporary adaptation of classic work, but with swearing. Oh, yeah. Stop <laughs> it. i done a lot of those. Stop this, it. This one's pretty great. So, musical theater song cycle with a uh, flimsy thematic through line. Oh. Mus- <laughs> Here's the description. <laughs> Musical theater is all about telling stories, and what has more stories than the promotions inbox in your email? You know, where Grubhub tells you what's going on with them? A songwriter (laughs) thought there was a musical in that, and we're really (laughs) hoping that people agree.
3: Hey, That's almost kind of, of brilliant. Everything. Yeah, that really actually, brilliant. I'm kind of obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a really good
2: idea. They accidentally came up with I already bought like a ticket. Right, you're going here. to open again. He's
1: night. a
3: seasoned <laughs> subscriber. <Yeah. laughs>
0: um, play from an MFA graduate with very particular millennial way of writing. Oh, so, so this cutting-edge millennial playwright is fresh out of an MFA program, but you wouldn't know it from reading... The Cuban Missile Crisis Made Me Horny. Is that weird? Or (laughs) the subtitle play? New
1: something. Yorker? The New Yorker just bodied every theater <laughs> sure
0: in America. We're, we're getting to the two good ones though. Oh wait, oh no, oh oh, it's not done. There's, okay, there's okay. Still, we're, we're almost done. Next up, Jersey Boys. Hey, we got subscriptions to soap.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then finally we're not
3: lying. They're not lying.
0: Finally, uh revival of problematic eighties play we should have reread first. Mm. And then then they write this, uh, we have made the difficult decision not to move forward with our planned revival of Total Bitch Ex-Wife about a very (laughs) masculine Hollywood producer who plots to to kill his total bitch ex-wife for no reason (laughs) with the reluctant help of his whiny feminist assistant who probably went to Barnard. As we we reevaluate this playwright's place in the canon. After God. thirty seconds of reflection, encouraged by the only person in our office who's younger than forty-five, we, <laughs> <love>, we <laughs> realized that total bitch ex-wife actually might not have aged super well. That's on us. We're going to That's be re- on us.
1: <laughs> it's by Neil Labute, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. my God! Yes, uh,
0: <laughs> uh, ma- mammoth was, was in my head, and then mammoth. Here's the- yeah, yeah mammoth, here's In the eighties, it
1: would have been mammoth. Uh,
0: we're going to be replacing it with a different. Play by the same writer. I slept with my student and I'll never be sorry about it. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, that's fine. Oh I am cooked. Oh, I cooked. am
3: crying.
1: It's so
0: good. It's so, like. My uh, total
2: bitch ex like wife. It just started. That it just, I just started. Gotta... I just Somebody got a write it
1: notification. Fast. I just got a notification on my phone that every regional theater in America is closing down because of this <laughs> article. Don't
3: say that. I'm like looking at my email now. I'm like, what? We okay? oh. Are we okay?
1: We've been found out. <laughs> they know the formula now. We, we have to stop. Just got red
0: hard. Wow. It's red for Phil. just it you know it's just a nice swipe across the bow for oh, it's everybody. that's incredible.
1: Yeah. I, that's I'm obsessed with that. I mean, and we. Me too. We hear, we love, <laughs> we love a bit of, of
0: yeah shade, if yeah. you will. Yes. Yeah, sure, yes.
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. That's shady, and I love it. <laughs> um, Thanks for sharing
2: Thank it. Too. Sorry yes. I didn't read it. Thanks oh, no, for, for sharing
0: it. Yeah. It's from The New Yorker. Graham Teckler is his name. Uh, hey, and Graham. That, and that came out on Thank August you, 10th. So just a few weeks Thank ago. Thank
1: you, Graham, for the laughs. For oh, the yeah, culture, you know, it was, That was good, For the, the culture. Graham. Nice motherfucking words. Thank you. So, yeah, but, you know, we, we appreciate you joining us here. We had a bit of fun, but welcome to welcome. Theater Theater, the theater podcast for theater nerds. Woo. Made by three theater makers from the L.A. theater scene. I'm Jebele Bertram.
2: I'm CJ Merriman. And I'm
0: Scott <laughs> Leje. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to uh,
1: Each week, we get together and we discuss, debate, and disseminate the evolutions of the great playwrights by taking a macro look at three of their plays. Woo. Now- we're only doing two this time, cause really this canon is pretty small. It's a small canon. We decided not to cover some of the like weird obscurities and superbia and things like that. But this is part two, and our finale, of Pod Podcast exclamation point the works of Jonathan Larson.
0: Woo! That's right, and
1: uh, just like last week, we are once again joined by director. Mhm. Actress. Uh-huh. Associate artistic director of Celebration. Yes. Dramaturg ow, ow. extraordinaire. Yeah. And truly one of my favorite Energies of any human I've ever known in my entire yeah. life. Yes, so yeah Brittany S. Yeah. Wheeler, Brittany yeah. Wheeler, how are you doing? Dude, thank you
3: for having me back. That's so oh sweet. my what a, god! What an intro! What an intro! No, we're right. just
1: we're so it's so good to see you back here. It, it's it's. I know we're on Zoom, but we're we'll get together. We'll do. Yes, we'll do
3: the I would thing. love that.
1: Absolutely, and also I'd just love to see some theater and talk with you after after last week. Damn, we had man. so much fun. I was like, we, we gotta did. see more we theater. We had a blast. We do. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> The Thank best of times, guys. and this week we're talking about something that is near and dear to your heart.
3: Yeah,
1: and something that is also near and dear to mine. I'm, I, if I'm being completely honest, there's, there's a lot of, of things I really love about this piece, and there's some things I'm gonna say too. There's some things I'm gonna, you better some say. Hot takes I'm gonna drop.
2: Just say it, Bailey. Should
1: say I say that. it right now? No, I'll just do <laughs> yeah. it, my whole monologue right now. You're gonna, gonna say, it. say. It. Um, no, but yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about rent today. Last week, we mm-hmm. talked about Tick, Tick, Boom. This week, we're talking about rent. Yes. Yeah, rent, it's rent, 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 rent. We're not gonna pay
0: rent. No,
3: we're but not. Have to pay rent. everything is rent. rent. Exactly. I gotta pay rent. Day <laughs> but today. Because I like
0: my bed. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's right. No Day But Today Uh, by the quixotic, the quixotic, uh, quixotic. Jonathan Larson, uh, if you will i'm excited to talk about this one because of my varying feelings about it but i want to hear y'all's we normally right now we would do the chronology i would step right. through the whole chronology but we don't really need to do that we had superbia he wrote some other things he worked on some other stuff scott what what we the should, fuck? well, do
0: you well maybe we should, <laughs> we should you did at it. least i love you i love, I love you back uh yeah. we should play the stinger fine
2: stinger.
1: It
0: is a good stinger. It's a good stinger. It's a good stinger.
1: Here, I'll give you the chronology right here. Superbia, Tick, Tick, Boom, rent and you know <laughs> yeah. he worked on other stuff he you know he, he script doctored he he helped with dialogue on a lot of stuff he was had a lot of projects going the 1984 script obviously which became superbia i guess technically yeah. you could consider it a, a separate entity
0: well and then just like apparently just hundreds and hundreds of songs too there's, <laughs> yeah. you know there's like they're still finding yes. you know
1: demos you know yeah. it's like yeah. oh Very look at this shoebox
0: there's 25 cassettes and
1: he's like prince <laughs> in that way where it's like. Like, yeah every like few years we're gonna get like another jonathan larson album working. yeah wait what like where, was, where did this come from yeah
0: we're supposed yeah. to get what another a decade still oh, have prince. a decade of prince unreleased
1: material holy oh, i believe shit. that it? Crazy? oh i believe it yeah. i can't I wait it.
3: absolutely well
1: apparently that was just his constant state right it was just like producing albums and putting them in a vault and never releasing them and it's right, like yep you know? there's so much shit so we much. haven't gotten to experience uh,
2: Before Uh, we get too hard into Rent, uh, I have a Raphael corner. Oh. He left a comment on one of our posts.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Raphael comments.
2: The opening song in the movie Camp is How Shall I See You Through My Tears from the Gospel at Colonus, book and lyrics by Lee Brewer, music by Bob Telson, Pulitzer Prize finalist in 1985, premiered at the Brooklyn Academy of Music in 1983 and opened on Broadway at the Lundfontein Theater in 1988.
3: Wow.
1: Oh shit. Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. Right. Leave <laughs> it to Raphael to to,
1: yeah, to of course know that. That's yeah. incredible. He's a um, human it's...
2: theater library for well, sure. Epic. <laughs> and well, and if, you, if you Yale. want to hear yeah. him speak no about his deal. he has an
1: incredible story and a really beautiful uh context with August Wilson. Yeah. And I oh, wow. highly recommend people go check out our August Wilson miniseries because it's a blast. And yeah, our, our he face, knew old Larry Fishburne. Is,
0: he knew, and Sam Jackson. I, he knew August Wilson. Yeah, I know. He knew I out with him, he knew with him at, at, at Yale, you know. and Worked uh, on his on his early projects at, with he, him. He was in grad school at Brittany Yale at Brittany did our time.
2: excellent opening monologue for that
0: yes oh, that's, right. That's, that's right that's right, right. oh my so god the ocean all fucking circle wow that's crazy everyone
1: go back and listen to august wilson where you can hear britney do a beautiful monologue and then you'll also it's get his hear... premiere on our podcast oh. Oh. <laughs> um how shall i see you through my tears beautiful song it's an incredible opener to the movie um you could probably just find the opener on youtube though i think camp is on hulu now but the opener alone is like totally worth watching the rest of the movie is like the worst acting you've ever seen and it's completely ridiculous <laughs> uh, but if you watch it knowing that it's actually quite fun in fact that is definitely going to be an end stuff for me
0: okay all right i yeah. will
1: 100 percent make it. well we have to that. get through all those live musicals first so well we're, get, we're getting there we got a few tune left.
2: in season six That's everybody right.
1: <laughs> Brittany, you can join us too you can watch camp with I us i would It'll be love fun. that yeah. i would love that let's do it Y'all, recently, I went back and listened to our Showgirls
0: episode. Is that our best episode?
2: <laughs> I don't know. We have a lot of good ones. We that have a lot fun.
0: of good ones, but that was a good Different one. Different places. <laughs> I had, because I had, uh, uh, we had a lot of good takes on that. We had a lot of. Arthur yeah, Brittany, you
2: that. or Brittany Bailey, you changed my mind on that movie.
0: You can call me Brittany. That's <laughs> <laughs> a compliment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, okay, y'all. I Sorry. before I, uh, you know, normally we ask like context with Larson in general, but Rent is kind of one of those musicals that I feel like it's really telling to to say like where you were introduced to rent and what it has meant to you so i kind of want to hear that real quick quick from each of you i know we kind of gave it last time but i think it's worth stating again just on a quick level because scott I think it's actually very interesting where you're coming from compared to like Britney, who's on the other side of the spectrum. So, Scott, what is your context with Rent specifically?
0: Well, so Rent came out like as as I was coming up, and uh, I think I told the story last week that I had a girlfriend who insisted yes. <laughs> that Rent be played all the time and lame is and uh during love making so well, that'll definitely ruin it for you. <laughs> so if i hear seasons of love i just automatically get an erection now like it just no, goes, ah, no, it's, it's not true it's not true wonderful. i didn't mean that and I, I don't mean no that in it's the opposite way. you go limp you're done you're like no i can't <laughs> <laughs> um but um and then I, I i read something in preparation for this that that sheds new light on my perspective on it but it was for me, it was, A, a victim of hype, which I'm right. sensitive to. But B, it was also kind of a lie. I was told a lie.
1: This is the part that I think is most interesting.
0: Right. That of it was your story. A, that it was a, a grunge musical, is that what you're talking about? And Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that it wasn't, that that's not what it was. And at that time, especially, like, I uh, I'd just been, had done so much, you know, summer stock theater and musicals and seen so much that, that aesthetic was wearing on me. And so when somebody was like, this is a punk rock, this is a grunge musical. And I'm mm. like, it's not, you, you lie. And I don't even think that Larson would have described it that way. No. I think there's influences there and that's awesome. You know, but, you know what I think the misconception is though,
1: what I think what people really meant and they didn't actually know the difference because people are, are stupid. But I, I think most people didn't even know the difference. But what they really meant was this is grungier than anything I've ever seen on Broadway. Right. Fair enough. And it's like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah,
1: it's dirtier. It's I mean, it's a little less heroin sunny. use sure. in it.
2: That makes it grungy. Right. Eh? Like I guess that's <laughs> sort of
1: what they mean. But like and they're like, yeah, it's punk because punk means like against the man fist in the air. And I'm like, no, that's not what it is. And also, like, if you're gonna sell this as grunge or punk or truly like stick it to the man, then it better be that,
0: right? And this is and just so
1: far from it. This is about a people. This is not about right. And else. and <laughs> and then
0: as I've learned about him, and 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 in Tick Tick Boom, I thought that he actually had a better balance of it. Which is, you could hear all the influences, a la the yeah. classic rock, all of the punk rock. You could hear that, you know, uh, that vibe in everything. And then he was putting it through distinct filters and he did it really cleanly. And in Rent For Me, it doesn't, it's not as clean. And one of the things I read that I found was that Sondheim, that was one of his big notes to Larson was, you're trying to fuse pop rock with Broadway. And now we can get, that's a whole nother debate because I think Sondheim is actually wrong on that. I think you can absolutely do that. Rocky Horror Mm -hmm. and 500 other things have proved that hamilton proved that sure. um and so i just found that very interesting that that was his note that he was still behind him 100 percent. he thought that there was stuff working in it but that he was concerned about that balance and how much you you could go one way or another so it yep. was just misrepresented to me and so i've always had kind of this it kind of jostles me when i start talking about rent and um I feel like I, there's, I think there's a, a separate
1: alternate universe where you were shown rent in the proper fashion and maybe you have some affinity for it, right. but because of the, every way it was, it was given to you, presented it, to you, right. it's just there's no way for you to thing. love it now. It's like, well, it's real. And, and I acknowledge
0: my bias, you know, so. Sure, sure, sure.
1: Um, Brittany, but you're kind of on the opposite side of the scale. You've actually been in this production, whereas the three of yeah. us have not. Uh so tell us your context with rent and, and just, you know, your basic yeah, story yeah. with it.
3: So as I mentioned, like, you know, last week, um, it's just, uh, seasons of love was always a very special uh, song with me and my parents. I'm an only child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you can't tell, but, um, I think, uh, rent is something that showed me that there is a group of people or groups of people, um, that are outside of what, of societal norms. Mm-hmm. Um, They've been able to make their own family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is what appealed to me the most, not just the music. Um, and I also did a lot of, you do a lot of forgiving when you're a real rent head because you know it's an unfinished work.
1: Right. And you right. know sure. that
3: had Jonathan been able to go back and do some edits, you would have been, you know, who knows what it would have been like. Sure. Um, but I think at the same time, that's what endears me to it um, is that it was, it's kind of a budding. Piece almost—it's become something mm, else. It's become yeah. a, a kind of a basically a cult following, which it deserves to have. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> uh, um, but I think, I think that's—it's it, the beauty of the piece—is the messages behind it. It's the awareness that he had um, about you know the AIDS crisis, um, and we you know with Reagan being in um, in office and things like that. Uh, and oh. I think, yeah, exactly, uh, <laughs> major uh, shutter. Um, but I think that's, that is part of the magic, um, behind the piece for me
0: yeah. is yeah.
3: I was able to find myself in it. Um, and not just because I, I identified with, with Angel and, 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 or, or Collins or, or Joanne or Maureen, who's my absolute <laughs> <not> <laughs> favorite character of the whole piece. Um, but I think, I think that's what it was. I think it was all these people from all these different backgrounds with all these different stories um, that have left what society thinks that they should be yeah. and come together to not pay their rent.
1: Yep. <laughs>
3: to, you know, to have something to stand for, to feel like, hey, we're not getting respected for who and, and what we are and, and who we identify as, what we identify as. Um, and I think that's the, that's the major point I take away from the piece and why it's so special mm. uh, is you know I, like i mentioned i've done the piece twice the same exact track i am okay with that because <laughs> one and it's so much fun and it's so varied especially if you like playing different characters and things like that but i think that's that's the it's it's the it's the family it's it's actually hearing the actual words you know in a life support meeting being put to, uh, being put to song and I think that's the bigger the bigger issue. The LGBT community was able to finally be seen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and that kind of thing. So it to me, I, I go much much bigger than than just you know, it does have some issues. You know, she, she miraculously comes back to life. Okay, great, you um, know, mm-hmm. all, all the things. But um, I think that's that's what it is. It's it's the crux of it. It's the in between the lines, is you know, and, and really delving into these characters. Um, and coming up with, with the stories that you, you can just, it just flows from it. It flows yeah. from each one. Uh, they can be played very two dimensional. And, you know, I think we've all kind of seen something like that. But I think mm-hmm. there's so, so, so much more uh, mm-hmm. to who these people are and what they stand for. And I think that's why it's the long- longevity. That's why it will probably, we will never not hear about a production of rent because that's just how beautiful the piece is in that aspect.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and i I have some feelings on how we present rent nowadays, and I, I'd like to mm. talk about that a little bit too. Yeah. but but um, my basic context with it is just that I saw the movie first with a bunch of friends who didn't like it, and I loved it, and I was like, "Oh, I I didn't realize this was bad. I thought this was great." And everyone was like, "No, it's terrible." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I found my people later who did like Rent, and that was a lo- a big piece of finding the community in theater in a lot of ways, and. It, it it has a, a deep place in my heart but i also especially since becoming a uh a, a adult artist in a major city um who, you know who's had to make a lot of major decisions in my artistic career and had to take jobs i didn't want and do things for no pay like there is a piece of me now that watches this in a very different way and i'm excited sure. to talk sure. about oh, it oh yeah mm-hmm. um than i did when i was young and, and idealistic and now i'm a little bit more like cynical and like just get a freaking job you know like but, but um uh but we'll talk about that in a second um, okay
3: benny yeah yeah exactly I, but you know
1: what the the movie and i think i said this last time but the movie does actually chris columbus kind of makes benny the most endearing character in that movie. Mm, And we'll, we'll talk about, I do believe that it's he really is trying to point at some things about these characters in that movie that I don't think the musical necessarily is trying to do. So I agree. Mm -hmm. I'll get there. But, uh, Siege, what's your basic context with rant?
2: Um, uh, I, it was put in front of my face at the age of 12. I didn't know any of the music. I knew nothing about it. My parents were like, let's get, it's been big on Broadway. It's at Sangamon state or the Fox. Can't remember if we went to Springfield or St.
0: Louis. (laughs) Um, And we just
2: sat down and watched it. So like, I was 12. I didn't have any of the, 12 in the middle of nowhere of Illinois. So I didn't have any, I wasn't reading publications that were talking about what's going on (laughs) on Broadway. And nobody, like we were, people made fun of my family because we saw live theater all the time in our hometown. (laughs) The the middle of nowhere in Illinois blows, (laughs) y'all. But the tracks, uh, the tracks, uh, yeah. In between my <laughs> junior and senior year in high school. Um, I went to the Washington, D.C. Leadership Conference for FFA. Uh, say 4 H uh, or FFA? Guys. FFA. I did not do 4 H. You're I a future, future farmer. farmer. Yes. My okay. dad was the advisor here sure. by the owl. Sure. Milk
1: tasting and such. Yeah. Uh, I did
2: dairy judging. I did dairy yeah. judging. It yeah. wasn't my specialty, but I did dairy <laughs> judging. Anyway. This one's four
1: months old and has mold in
2: it. <laughs> it was not like that. A big portion of it was cheese tasting. Oh, you yeah. You had to taste. The cheese and guess what it was? It's funny, Mag- anyway, anyway.
1: Maggots. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's he doesn't I hear maggots. Maggots.
3: This, this cheese four months
1: old and has mold in it, too. <laughs> well,
3: thank you. Oh, cr- cried out loud.
1: <laughs> Did they use this milk to make this cheese? All right, go ahead. I'll y'all. have
3: my
2: dad come out here and do a dairy judging contest for us. Like, he knows how to do On run the podcast. Day. That would be epic. <laughs> yes. Okay, let me tell there. my story. Fine. So in between junior senior year FFA DC leadership conference
1: future Farmer, dc leadership
2: and I I got very popular because it happened like two or three times I don't know how it started but people would crowd and it was a bunch of fucking high schoolers in a hotel like it was it was danger, the yes, t- it was dangerous. Dangerous. danger. <laughs> but they There were two or three occasions where people would crowd into one of the central rooms of one of the cool kids that people hung out at their plays a lot. That was my room, And I performed over the moon for a hotel room full of people. And I don't know how it started, and I don't know why it started, but I ended up doing it like two or three times over the course of that week for different FFA members. (laughs) CJ, CJ, do it again! I it again. It really was like that. Like that's what's fun about being a big fish in a little pond. People are like, "You can sing." No, <laughs> oh, I'm okay.
1: The only oh thing God. to do is <laughs> jump <laughs> over oh, the Okay, cool. I never
2: shared that story with anybody, oh, and now you've shared amazing. it with all twelve of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a nerd, <laughs> y'all. I'm a nerd. Um, yeah. Oh well okay cold, we're
1: all nerds <laughs> here welcome to theater theater the theater podcast of theater nerds uh yeah no okay but so we should shout out rent uh obviously is a rock musical question mark if rock you want to rock rock pop pro yeah. yeah yeah
2: you want to know what rock it's Popra? rock pop-ra. It,
1: it's it, it's based on puccini's 1986 opera la Boheme, and uh what's it 1886. about Siege? 1886 what did i say 1986
3: 2096.
1: It's a future. It's from the future. <laughs> God damn it!
2: <laughs> Let me go.
1: 1896. Avril Lavigne. Break it down, CJ. <laughs>
3: CJ's breakdown.
2: Set at the dawn of the 1990s, a group of New Yorkers struggle with their careers, love lives, and the effects of the AIDS epidemic on their community. Loosely based on Puccini's opera, La Boheme. Sure. <laughs> Loose.
1: Can I... Okay, let's start there. Can I say something? This is... Say it. Okay, this is like a big take that I have that I don't... I I, I want to disclaim that I love this musical, but I'm going to say some things that I... Some problems I have with it as a current Bailey. However, still a musical that I bop constantly when Mm -hmm. I need to feel better about myself. Um, There is this thing called what I would call the, we have been left behind by the system, the musical. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And I think there's a lot of things that fall into this hair is very much one of these musicals Mm -hmm. Um, and rent is based on the OG, we have been left behind by the system the musical La Bohème. And I don't like I, know
2: La Bohème at all. So It's the same
1: thing. It's you say loosely but it's really not. It's Ooh. pretty much the exact same story. Their names are just changed. It's like it's like Italian names become American names. Like that's really the the basic outline is very very similar except instead of AIDS, it's the plague or whatever, right? Cholera, oh, tuberculosis, cholera, tuberculosis, something. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. in the time of TB. Um, but <laughs> I don't know what that is. Gross. Um, right I know it.
0: right. right. right.
1: <laughs> Can you note it in the log that that's my next script? I'm gonna note it. In-
0: Where's my assistant? Where's Gene? Gene. One time, d- Bring did me I, the log. I,
1: I? I've brought this up before, but one time I posted on Instagram or like Facebook when I was still on Facebook, like, "Love in the time of COVID, everybody's next book." title and i had three people reach out to me and say fuck you i was actually writing something
0: uh, i was like oh no uh, <laughs>
1: including pam uh, pam our uh, songwriter reached out and she was like you're an asshole i was actually doing that i was like oh no um i'm a terrible person but okay so <laughs> we've been <laughs> left, left behind by the system the musical now this this is it's a phenomenon that i i, I think a lot of uh musicals follow moulin rouge is also this which i just saw uh, mm. a couple weeks ago not a show i enjoyed but the spectacle was incredible yeah
3: that's what right? I hear.
1: absolutely beautiful but they follow this thing and i would argue phantom is not a we've been left behind by the system the musical but it, it follows this same trajectory where there's these really shallow that's a bad word but i mean it in less of like a bad way really shallow emotional romantic ideals right i know all of which i kind of love and have a guilty Mm. pleasure for but they are not actually challenging any societal power in these musicals right like the musical itself actually doesn't really challenge anything it presents a subculture that a lot of people that was not mainstream at the time that a lot of people weren't aware of and it brought a lot of attention to some stuff
0: that's that's true
1: and but I in th- this musical...
0: I, and I, Go ahead. I think that that's its great accomplishment. I really Correct. do. Correct. Um, sure. that, sure. that it was this rainbow of people and degrees of people that hadn't been uh, seen. I mean, aside from your head vigs and your Rocky R's. Well, but, so but that's it, what I was about to say. showing those as, as more freakish you know spectacle thing. Hedwig, Hedwig
1: kind of is. Well, but, but that's yeah, where that's, my argument is headed. Yeah. My argument is headed that, you know, in rent they don't challenge anything. They don't really fight anything. At one point they yell fight AIDS, but do they fight? Do they do anything? Not not actually. They mm. they battle it internally, but they're not actually out there on the streets changing anything. Um even Maureen's protest is really just about this, the, the tenement housing. Right. So, so, okay. So they're not, they're not actually fighting AIDS in in, in a societal kind of government power kind of way. So there's that piece of it. But what you just said, Scott, the thing that is great about it is it puts this spotlight on a subculture and a, and a time and a place and a people, but there are two musicals, I think do it better that came out around the same time. And they are Hedwig, Hedwig and the angry inch, and taboo interesting now taboo is a musical i've talked about a couple times on the podcast it was a boy george musical about the club kid culture uh of 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 england and it like kind of coming to new york and all that kind of stuff and it's
0: that's due for a revisit absolutely due for a revisit i was
1: on the podcast a musical theater podcast with jeffrey parsons uh maybe like six months ago to to a year ago now talking about it because he reached out and he said you know what's a show that that um that didn't do very well that you'd want to really get into and i was like taboo Mm -hmm. and i knew about it because rosie o'donnell produced it on broadway but she introduced it on her show and i was like oh right. what is this show so i've always had this little bit of like i what is taboo and i found it in high school and then later and i and i listened to it a lot and it's actually how i knew like um culture club it's like i didn't know any of 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 their oh, yeah. music until or like boy george until i found this musical and so taboo flops completely on broadway and the argument was because america just wasn't ready for mm. that culture yet like wasn't ready to see it on a massive Broadway stage, M- you know, men in leather kissing each other kind of stuff. Like the people just weren't really ready for the way that it was being presented. And Rent was kind of the cult kind of uh, underground like, "Oh, have you heard about this queer musical that kind of tackles like you know, AIDS and like and all this other stuff?" It's really grungy.
3: It's no. really punk.
1: <laughs> and and that's why it picked up and sold the way it did and i almost argue like if taboo had had the same legendary status of like of the underground, being in the underground yeah. and losing its playwright opening night and like you know like i think there's a world where taboo lives in the same vein as rent maybe i
0: i i disagree with you slightly i would argue and i i i really like taboo i i've I never seen like it i've just all... heard just Uh heard this the the cast recording which is amazing and boy george is one of the most fascinating pop artists we've ever had his
2: managers on real housewives of beverly hills
0: really good to know Uh, they're Um, in
2: season 12.
0: (laughs) but i i think that rent and maybe this is really another accomplishment um was more palatable to a general audience than taboo was i agree. think that i think that it yeah, is I, can see that. I think it is very accessible to middle america in a lot of ways because I, I
1: don't disagree with that at all i wasn't fully arguing like because it had the underground like like i just i think taboo maybe would have had a better life had it been not uh, that, presented yeah, as mainstream
0: right that's that interesting sure. yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and but i agree ha- with you and then i i i think hedvig's almost its own separate thing because it's so personal by the way, John Cameron sure. Mitchell, uh, reoccurring in town. on Sandman. Uh, oh, yeah. The Sandman he's on either.
1: Sandman, but also he's in town right now doing a live show if anybody wants to go. He's just talking about Hedwig. It's called The Origin of Love.
0: What? Awesome.
1: We should all go. Yeah, yeah. I really want to go.
0: I want to ask him questions about rabbit hole.
1: Ooh, interesting. He directed uh, that. Yeah, he did uh, yeah. Um, which we've He also covered. came out with a movie a couple years ago called How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Yeah, yeah. That was has like twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and no one liked it. I love that movie. It yeah, slaps. it's
0: interesting. It is a really it's weird. Old. We should watch anyway. that together. Yeah. He also anyway. made
1: a movie called Short Bus, where the opening scene a guy blows himself for real, and and I, I you put it on just, not knowing what it was. About this Holy fuck. Before. Like, yeah, you're right. I've talked about it the stories that come back
3: Holy around. No I llama. love it. Just what a horrible story. Well, to come no
0: back. one listens to this podcast more than <laughs> one. talk a so. lot about ere- <laughs> erections and blowjobs on yeah, this. Yeah, I have uh, to tell the, the story oh, every well, episode. All right. Yep. yep.
1: <laughs> Brittany, any take on any of that? <laughs> are you, are you... <laughs> well, you know,
3: off off you know off the uh, the radio, you know all yeah. that. But um,
1: we'll stop recording think... and then we'll. <laughs>
3: yeah, we we'll recording stopped. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think I think uh, I, I I. disagree a little bit with you, Bailey, when it comes to, I think uh, on a national scale, probably not, they probably, you know, weren't, uh, you know, full on challenging, um, you know, kind of what was going on. But I think that's kind of uh, Benny, Benny's yeah. the one that kind of left uh, you know, they feel his integrity behind and his artistic abilities behind and went to do the the normal, what what society expected him to do. Yeah. And I think um, uh, to me, because it, it sounds more like they were, you know, kind of toddlers going wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I, for me, it's not, it's not that. It's not, I, I think these people, uh, don't have anywhere to um, put this energy because sure. there is so much stigma behind, you know, pretty much all of their relationships. Even, even Benny, mm. to a point. I mean, normally he's dating a white woman, and he's played by a black man. Yeah. So there is that aspect mm. of it as well. Um, and they even, there. I mean, depending on how you do the piece, it even kind of lends itself to that a little bit. There's a commentary on, on that, but I think, I think they're literally screaming to the audience they don't you know they want to go back uh to artistic integrity they want to go back to being able to survive as artists yeah. um and to get their art out there and yeah, i think that I think it, it does great... you know it goes it does i think they do challenge them it's not as big you know as big of a scale but i think i think
1: too both the show and the the humans within the show are doing exactly what you said. They mm-hmm. are fighting against the artistic systems in place that are which my wipe god out... is going
2: on right now in L A. Right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> now. That wipe out I mean...
1: the true artists and wipe yes. out the people who are actually putting their passions and souls into it who don't have the money to support it. I agree go. completely. I think it's. I think the that is actually what I love about rent I think unfortunately there are a lot of people that go this is a musical about how AIDS ruined America and and no and and Reagan didn't fight it and these people had to fight it themselves and I'm like that's not what this musical is about they don't go to Stonewall they don't go like nothing happens in this musical that actually is it's not hairspray where they actually protest at one right you know and so so I think that's, that's more my argument. But I, I agree completely. They are fighting for the right to be artists. And that is a huge piece of our lives every day, especially mm-hmm. in a major city like Los Angeles. Um, but you brought up Benny. I wanted to uh, throw it back to the movie real quick. Mm. So the movie, the Chris Columbus movie, I think Chris Columbus, director of, of the first two Harry Potter movies. Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Doubtfire. Big guy. He's got a lot of he's I got a cool that IMDb. Movie in an age I love that. I love that movie. Um uh there's a musical of it coming out. Anyway, S- um
3: <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. We just don't need it. <laughs> we But really it's don't. fine.
1: It's fine. But uh but Chris Columbus makes this movie and I really do feel like rewatch the movie, y'all.
0: The movie Yeah, no, I did
1: kind of points it like it, a week and a
2: half ago. It kind of mm. points,
1: it makes you really like Tay Diggs because he plays it real charming, which I think there awesome. needs also, to be Taye anyway. Diggs.
2: But it's that's <laughs> right. the problem.
1: It's like, like, yeah, it's like, Tay Diggs. He walks in and I'm like, like, oh, I'm on his side. Oh, I don't care. Hi, I, I'm on <laughs> his side. Oh, <laughs> He's yeah, <handsome>. I've only <laughs> met two white dudes who are complaining about their rent, and then Tay Diggs comes in and I'm like, oh, I'm on his side, right? We're supposed to be on his side. Tay Diggs seems to have it
0: all put together.
1: Yeah. But then it's true, like the one. The one negative thing he he gets thrown at him is he, like, says, like, hey, bum, get off the Range Rover. And the guy's like, oh, okay, and moves on. That's, like, the one thing they throw in to be like, oh, and Benny's the bad guy. But everything he says and the way I feel like it's filmed and sort of presented all kind of makes sense. Like, he's like, but, guys, if you just fucking, if you just chill, we could turn this place into like a mainstream artist workshop and you could all just keep making your art here and they're like no we want to suffer for our art well and And is that part of the movie pushes that harder than the actual music that's what i thought that's what i thought because
2: i've only seen the movie once and i was
3: Yeah, it does. so a lot of it I comes with the fact drinking. that
1: in a lot of it comes with the fact that in the musical it's an opera so everything's sung and there I are missed rhythms the singing
2: dialogue in the movie yeah
1: they, mm-hmm. they, there are rhythms that give us um um context and that give us subtext mm-hmm. so then when it's given to an actor and they say like let's play it like this and you have a director who's kind of pushing it this way then if tay Diggs says one thing a little differently and then Mark says it says something kind of, kind of sarcastic and like and like kind of childish. Then I'm gonna be like, oh, he wants me to like Tay Diggs, but you wouldn't get that from the song. You wouldn't get that from oh, the sing songy part of the musical, right? So it's Mm-mm. there's a lot of things going I just on there. At that
2: Anthony rap.
1: But there's <laughs> another, and I'm sorry I'm talking so much, but this is the last thing I really I I wanted to get at with this musical is that there's a there's another piece to this. Tooth, tooth, two pieces, okay? Two pieces that I want to get at. One is that I think there is a take of this that reminds me a lot of hair. Where this is about a people. This is about a time. This is Jonathan yeah. Larson's friends. Yeah. yeah. These are the people he knows, likes, and dislikes. These are the people he has, like, intimate relationships with. And Mark is obviously him. Right? Right, right, yes. Um, and you, you feel that very much so. uh. And he does a good job of even pointing out, like... And the movie also has this, too. The movie pushes it maybe even a little harder. And this might have been your track, Brittany. The mm-hmm. woman who says to Mark while he's filming, like, don't film me. I'm not...
3: Yeah, the bag lady. Mm-hmm.
1: life think mm-hmm. it's not that kind of movie, honey. Like, that kind of yes. thing. Yes. And it, it's, it's good. It It shows that spotlight of, like okay there is there is the other side to this that you can't just make people commodities just because you're an artist right
2: people still do that a lot in LA absolutely LA is the worst
1: oh my gosh what no that doesn't happen Uh um (laughs) of course it does but there is a take of this if you look deep enough just like hair I think hair is the same way if you really start looking at these people which I think he's trying to write flawed characters but all of them are flawed enough that you could, if you really wanted to, hate every one of them.
2: Make it so- rent the Seinfeld
1: episode? Yes, if you really wanted to. And what I mean by that is like, okay, now Angel does kill an Akita, but besides that, I love Angel, right? Like, she does admit to killing a dog, but besides <laughs> that, I'm like, okay, you're great. Mimi doesn't really have anything that I, I can fight against. I think Mimi is, is a solid solid character in this. Everyone else though, there are some things where I could if I knew them in real life I would have problems with, such as hmm. Mark basically admits like I could have my rent paid for by my parents and I could like, hmm. you know, live a cushier life, but I am choosing to be a starving artist, much like Jonathan Larson was right well, and there there is a privilege in that there is a privilege to be able to choose
0: definitely it. a privilege to so there's that tiny piece of it and then that leads into and i'm sorry to interrupt you bailey no, but okay. it, it, that that there's a little bit of fetishizing of poverty of suffering that uh that, that strikes me every time i i sort of revisit the piece which again i think larson does tackle
1: I think he does point at that at times in the opera. Like there, there are moments where he is like aware of that, but because it's unfinished, like you said, Brittany. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is a piece of us that has to go. Like, okay, he was probably gonna smooth some of these themes out, right? Like he yeah. he was he was getting there, but but so but then you look at you know Collins, who you know rigs an ATM so they can all just steal money out of it, and you're just kind of like, oh, okay, all like right. sure. <laughs> um, and and Maureen and Joanne, and Joanne is like rich. And is like could like help all of these people and like isn't you know <laughs> and, like it's just just little things where you, where I could if I really wanted to scrutinize this thing, I could rip it to shreds. But I could also do that with hair, and I could also do that with Moulin Rouge, and I could also do that with these other things that I actually really love. So I'm not trying to go too deep down that that rabbit hole of discussion. I just want to say it out loud, as <laughs> someone who now is I said this in the Tic tick Boom episode, who has a salary job at. A theater who you know it's just hard to watch people be like I'm choosing the suffering starving artist life and I'm like you don't have to like there's different versions of that and maybe at the time you did and maybe there's you know I'm missing some context here and some dramaturgy but it's just it's something worth stating and then the only other thing and I'll shut the fuck up I swear to God the only other thing I wanted to state is that I moving forward when we produce rent we were talking about this earlier. When we when we put up Rent, I think there has been because of that legendary performance that he passed mm. and then they did the they did the preview and they couldn't help themselves. They had to get up and keep singing and do the full show normally, even though they were just gonna sit there with no costumes you know like this legendary performance and then that cast and then chris columbus gets that original cast almost every one of them right the
3: most mimi yeah.
1: and joanna are, or joanne are the only two recasts right and everyone else they're playing like 20 year olds and they're like in their 30s you know but it's it works and it works
2: I, because i've i live that life now and i'm in my 30s <laughs> yeah we're just like oh it's us yeah
1: um <laughs> But I think there is an unfortunate piece to this when we produce Rent now that people do most of the time. And I haven't seen a different version of it. Everyone feels the need to recreate that original thing.
3: Yeah, And I do
1: always feel a bit like do something different because actually Mm -hmm. the only two races that are mentioned in the show, which I think is interesting, Mimi's mother speaks Spanish to her on mm-hmm. the voicemails, but they never mm-hmm. say where they're from. They just – she oh. speaks Spanish to her. And Mark says that he learned to tango at a Jewish day camp or yes. Jewish school, some yes, Hebrew school. Yes, okay. Yes. Besides that, which actually doesn't even tell us his race. It just says that he's Jewish and went to Hebrew school, right? So the, there is – an abundance of ways to cast every one of these parts but oh, rogers yeah. always a white rocker dude and collins mm. is always is always a, a, a deep voice black man who wears a bulk i mean a a a, a, a do-rag or a, a cap of some sort you know and the costumes are always the same mark always has glasses and the same haircut and a and a and a striped sweater the scarf and a scarf.
3: The scarf yeah and i'm like <laughs> but why because be- I, I think it's it you know sorry to interrupt you but no, i'm with you it, the, um i think part of it is probably it, i don't know how recognizable for the mainstream audience rent would be if it didn't have these iconic you know um pieces of of costume and things sure. like that um i think there might be some of that but i think more and more especially the last 10 years or so there have been productions um, that are challenging, kind of those original, you know, uh, uh, you know, roles of, of, you know, Collins has to be played by by a black man, has to yeah. be this, has to be that, uh, which has been really exciting. So it's still going, um, but I think it's, you know, it it's on its way. And but I think I, I when you say that, when you talk about how, you know, I'm I'm even thinking of my productions. Um, and they were very similar in, mm. in terms of we might've had different costume pieces and things like that, but we, you know, they still tried to get the iconic scarf. Yeah. Still tried to get, um, the cap that, but, um, But Colin's those
1: performances wearing. are still important to be clear. Yeah, like right, right. people still saw that show and it changed them in some right. way, you know? Yeah. Like, right.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's very interesting that you bring that up because yeah, you're, you're right. When you think about it, it has to have the scaffolding and you have to, you know, Right. It, sure. Um so I I don't have anything to add to that but I just thought that was really really interesting point that I just think kind of do see the same over Well and yeah over it and there's a
0: million ways to tell this story and I yeah I don't I don't Ooh. know if I agree with that. Well, wow. I don't know if there are like that's the question really and it hasn't been challenged because now we're now it's reached nostalgia point. In True. terms yes. of and Now so my there question, is that and, now there and people that. are looking back and like, oh, rent, and and which is great. But my question is, you, we just a few years ago saw an insanely imaginative uh, reproduction of Oklahoma. I don't right. know. I don't know if the bones of rent uh, would allow for that, or if it will always be like hair, which is. A, a a specific period look at a time almost. and place. It is know? a period yeah.
2: piece. It's, it's a, the nineties. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. think
1: Rent can be reconceptualized. I don't really think that's that's in the cards for it because it is so about a time and place and. But people, you can change right? how it looks. That's really what I mean. Is like, yeah. and mm. what I mean mm. by a million ways to tell this story is like, I think so many people could have really interesting takes on Roger, but because oh, it's sure. always a white guy with long sure. hair, right. I'm like. It's just always kind of feels the same. It always feels why like they're can we they're have going an
0: API, Roger? You know, right, or even like
1: why can't some of these people be non-binary or trans? Why can't some of these people be? You know, like why can't you, we? You
0: absolutely we can do that. Can mess right. with some You're of right. those things right. because
1: they don't change the story. They don't change the people. But I think there's the iconography that people have have, sure. like you said, Brittany. Like they they all. That's what we associate it with now, and so when mm-hmm. it's not that, there's that bit of like. Well, where's the rent I know and love, you know? Yeah, sure, sure, um, sure. But I would mm-hmm. hope that, you know, especially because there are so many people who don't know rent, I would hope that there there could be more that push those boundaries and push the look and push the way that it's put up. And and and, and like you said, like the scaffolding or like the set can just change. It can be as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Um, and just giving other people a different opportunities to give takes on these characters. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say. I'm really? throwing away my mic. And three years
2: <laughs> after Rent, Anthony Rapp wore another
3: iconic costume. Oh, he was, Brown. He, he was Charlie Brown. That's right. I love oh, it. Yes. Good oh, being Charlie oh, yeah. Brown has a soft spot in my heart. I oh, love that sure. musical. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to
2: be in that thing so bad. I, I, I was Snoopy it. in high school.
3: Aww. I think I've told this story on the pod before,
1: but I think it's worth reiter- or retelling. I... When I was about to move to LA, I got a call from my freshman year English teacher who had moved to a small rural town. It's actually a frontier town, not rural, oh but frontier. Frontier got town. Or- they got their uh, their mail once every two weeks, and the Walmart Stop was forty five minutes away. Yeah, <laughs> that so, almost
2: sounds like bluffs. <laughs> well, it was Ashland.
1: This was this was Ashland. This is where ninety percent of the I think it's more than that ninety nine percent of the Black Angus steak comes from in the world comes I from. It's like living in
2: Antarctica. Yeah, there's <laughs> like
1: hundred and fifty people in this town. Okay, they have one wow. restaurant and one gas station. So Ashland, uh, Ashland, Kansas. I said Oregon earlier. Ashland, Kansas. And they invite, she called me and she said, Hey, my kids, I have a little drama class. It's like eight kids. And they, most of them have never seen a musical or a play in their lives, but they want to put something up. Do you have anything you could suggest? And would you come
0: help us? And
1: I said, absolutely. And I know exactly what you should do and i said let's do you're a good man Aww. charlie Brown. No, i love, like, it. Oh, I just of course. love that musical. cuz it's like eight kids uh, who, who just you know basically. it's like that's so easy yeah so i went down there for a week and we put it up and <laughs> it was incredible it was it was just proof that like theater doesn't have to be pretentious and brilliant and genius to be pretentious and Brilliant and genius. <laughs> yes. Does that make sense? Like we yeah. we just we just worked it, and we but they took it really seriously, and most of them couldn't sing, had never really sang in their lives. But it worked because they were just like, I'm, I'm a kid, and you're just like, yeah,
3: like <laughs> I'm a kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: my new philosophy, and you're just like, yeah. You like, yes. so, well, did, did it. it. Yes, it's, it
3: is your new philosophy. Yes.
1: Um, but they were, and I'm not even making fun of them. They just like they they. Didn't know, they they hadn't done it before. But it was truly one of the best shows I've ever seen. Aww, that's um, cuteness. They were incredible. Anyway, miss those kids. I'm sure they're all like grown and Chilling. driving oh, married like, uh, with children driving you. married <laughs> <laughs> um okay anyway what, what what else is is worth discussing here there's there's so much to talk about obviously surrounding rent but we don't have we're, we've kind of we've hit our time so I, I would ch- love
2: to hear everyone's favorite songs ooh, ooh that's always ooh. Fun. I have a lot that's actually always fun. you go okay I'll go uh what you own la vie bohème mm. Out Tonight, Santa Fe, Tango Maureen, Take Me For What I Am, and Over the Moon. I can't so help it. So the whole damn thing. So is that just what you're like, saying? so many so banger songs every in this song. DJ yeah.
0: likes uh, the songs in Act One, and also the songs in <laughs> and then Act I love,
2: Two. And then I love Seasons of Love, and I love yes. Rent too. I, it's a banger of a musical. I mean, again, yes. it's, when I watched it, when I saw it, how it was put in front of me definitely affects my love of this musical, for
3: sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. I think, I'll go next. Yeah, yes, please. It. Of course, Seasons of Love, yep, yep, yep. Um, but I do uh, love Will I." Um, oh, yeah, so me oh, too, course, me course. too. Just, um, I mean, there's nothing more beautiful than just singing in the round. Um, yeah. But but these particular, uh, this particular song is just, just uh, because it's actual words, um, you know, that someone spoke in a life support meeting and stuff like that, it was just really, really cool. Um. I like the I, and of course I'll cover you. Mm. Um, both, the I'll
1: cover you reprise is my both. Most favorite song. I th- yeah, oh. both
3: I think just just get me and I just love the me, yes. Even my house, you know, you have to a real, <laughs> real baritone for that. But but I also love I've always loved your eyes just because of its simplicity. Um, yes, and, just, and that you know, uses
2: the main theme from labom O M, right? Ba, 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 ba.
1: That's b- from b- Labewem, right? B- which is also what um, he's play- trying to play on the guitar the whole time, and can't yeah. ever really get right. it until he, he can't finish, has his right? final moment with Mimi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my my <laughs> favorites, I would argue for. I'll I'll cover you. reprises as being like the the ultimate for me, and then. Uh, La Vie Boheme, obviously, is just one of those, I think everybody has this story, but we, you know, I was at an ISAS conference, it was like a big uh, artist conference in high school where all the schools would come together and do a thing, kind of like KCACTF, but for high school, yep. and we were at a huge banquet dinner, and like 50 kids stood up and did La Vie Boheme. Uh, La <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, um, theater nerds. This the so, best. I mean,
3: every time, it's just, oh gosh. <laughs> Santa <laughs> Fe is a
1: big one for me um light my candle and then another one i really love that we just kind of forget about as being a song but is the benny song you'll see yeah. um you'll see boys that whole thing oh, i think yeah. Really yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well is really well written like too. yeah yeah and it kind of it feels like a Sandheimy kind of like get um, out yeah, the information the song yeah, and there's yeah. very uh, much so and yeah. the and the yeah, the you can feel his rhythmic choices being kind of saundheimy. I don't know. I like that song a lot. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Halloween is really great. Yeah, um, y'all are
2: reminded me that I love so many other songs than what I. Listen. That's the problem is <laughs> is
1: the soundtrack alone. Like if you even devoid of context is really yeah. worth listening to. It's yeah. just yeah. it is really
3: really magical. I love it. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Do you it's all scary. realize we will be covering Rent again on this podcast pretty soon? <laughs> And Maybe the reason is, for yeah, the reason you should come back. The reason is because I'm for my in stuff choices, my art for bonus episodes, we each get to pick, you know, every other time. I am. I have chosen to go through all of the live NBC musicals that they've aired since Sound of Music. Now, hold like on. The, this
0: Rent, though, is a concert presentation. It's not the production, no, no, no. is it? Am I alone? No, oh, this, the, this no, is the no, okay. NBC all right, production. All right, all right. The problem, though, Scott, and what could no, negate you see
1: here. it, this, it won't negate it because we're going to find the, a way to watch it, but it did not air right. properly. It did not air right. live. Right. They played the one from the night before oh, because right, right, someone yes. broke their leg. The final dress. That's, That's, right. That's right. right. So I've only seen like half of it and I turned it off and I was like, oh no, but we're going to cover it. Uh, we're going to, we're going to watch it. Our, our next one is the whiz. So we have a few until rent, but uh, yeah. Whitney
0: want to come back for the whiz? <laughs> yeah. You want that one too? Oh,
3: do I remember? Well, yeah. Liz, that one... uh, the whiz is like a, uh, it's like a it's, a it's a cultural phenomenon did you like the live version they did on NBC I, I liked parts of it I liked parts it's good there's of it. I knew some what they stuff. were trying to do but there's I, some stuff and you know, trying to update it and stuff like that um it's I, the only
1: one where I feel like the chorus the ensemble is like really giving it every second and oh, is yeah. there for it yeah oh yeah yeah,
3: yeah. absolutely oh we're, gosh i love the words.
1: yeah we're right. digressing hard but Brittany, we're gonna bring you back for those oh um, so sweet there's a couple okay. things we need to do before we get out of here oh so wait, what about I, I scott's get to favorite those...
2: songs no i yeah, don't know um, no. will i and
1: oh, i'm kidding oh, will all right. i'm kidding will i yeah. will, I, and yeah. will I? I love yeah yeah, the yeah. The stuff. i keep coming back to yeah Stuff. i also really love seize the day now is the time to seize the day oh that's newsy sorry <laughs>
2: shame on you uh, that
1: was a bad joke shame I, I should have saved seize the day for my final song before we, oh well fine. do it anyway I, I, okay yeah this. for
2: sure no triple it and do it anyway Triple
1: okay, can cool.
0: <laughs> we put it uh, in the log put it in the log note <laughs> it, note
1: it. um yeah no all right so there's a few things we need to do, but first I want to give you all the chance to give a final word on rent if you want to. And, and even a final word on Jonathan Larson, if you got it.
0: Mm. Mm. I'll start. Um, Yeah. yeah, I, I think that, you know, we, we talked about it last week that he was just lost too soon and what would have been and what he would have accomplished and, and, and done as he, as he matured and, and figured himself out even more. Um, it just is a sad loss, but you know, uh, this is work that uh, is going to stick around and it's going to resonate. And Tick, Tick, Boom's enjoying a, a renaissance or a re- rejuvenation and revival. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, right on. Uh, you know, um, he wins.
2: God damn it, Scott! I was going to say the same thing. I, I just said you know, like <laughs> Sarah Kane and Lorraine Hansberry and, and Oscar Wilde, like lost him too young and i mean imagine the stuff he would have kept putting out
0: yeah yeah he had Britt. big ideas too
3: yeah uh i was just thinking of what words could have match what i feel um but i think there's a reason why uh things happen the way they happen and i think um rent is a gift that we'll keep on giving in one way or the other yeah. um, I think it it deserves its place in in, in theater history and theater canon. Just...
1: I agree. My my final word is that I think I, with all the things I said about it, with all my my qualms and my, you know <laughs> my hesitancies with it, I it is also one of the initial reasons why I decided and romanticized in my own life being an artist. It's why I decided to move to L. A. and become an artist. Like wow. it, in a lot of ways, this is a huge genesis for me. It is a big growing point, birthing point for me. And I do really, really love this musical. I, every time I almost get to like, I've had like three or four instances where I almost got to plan a season somewhere like Malibu Playhouse. I was artistic director for, for a second and I was like planning a season and our first show was going to be rent and do it it, in this really weird way. And we were going to have people like hanging from the fucking ceiling and doing all this. (laughs) And I was just like super into it and we were going to do it in Malibu. So it was going to be for all these like rich yuppies who just weren't ready. And I, and I didn't get to do it because Chris Martin, the lead singer of Coldplay, bought the Malibu Uh It's all a bunch of bullshit. I'm really angry about it. And I never talk about it on
0: this podcast. Um, you shouldn't ever talk about Coldplay. You're right. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You're right.
1: Rare. It hurts. Uh, yeah but my final take is that this it does it it's it's a phenomenal show he was a genius and I I can't I can't even imagine what the show would have become had he had the time to build what it could have been and then to make the things that he he, he could have made I, I, absolutely incredible mm-hmm. a genius a legend we stand forever uh, okay so th- 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 there's two things that we need to do before we get out of here one is my favorite part scott can you can you play the stinger for us just so play everyone knows i'd love to bailey
0: loves ranking shit. it's love true ranking shit. You i really love
1: ranking, ranking shit, shit Brittany, this is the segment of the show where we rank the canon of these uh, of the person who we're covering so we only have two mm. i don't think we need to put superbia in there unless you're just like i know it very well and i want to rank them we're just nope. ranking one and two which do you prefer rent or tick tick boom,
3: you go first. Oh, oh, that's horrible. I know okay. we kill the darlings okay. on this podcast. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. I gotta, I, I gotta do rent. I
1: can't. I yeah. can't,
2: do, it. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't Understood. do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta kill some someone. You gotta. That's enough, Brittany.
3: That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. <nuff>. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think Rent.
3: Yeah. Um, CJ I
2: May. I picked tick tick boom <laughs> only because it just had more time to cook. That's all. Mm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Good
2: point. But I love Rent. I fucking love Rent. Tick spending time with Tick Tick Boom has convinced me of that and it's just been very recent. So
0: Scott, Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go with uh with Tick Tick Boom and CJ there. I think again, I I just have so much baggage with with Rent and and I don't hate it at all and I've seen two really great productions of it that I really enjoyed. Um but Tick Tick Boom, I think was a revelation for him, and I find it found it to be a little bit more cohesive and more singular in its its vision. So, yeah, I would agree.
1: I think Tick Tick does what it's setting out to do better than Rent does. However, I think <gasps> I'm going to side with Brittany on this one. <clears throat> I oh, I, I do think panel. I prefer Rent as a musical. as a stage production i do prefer it just because i've seen that one production of tick tick which was very fun but i did not like it it wasn't as dynamic as i as like the movie makes it seem to be right Mm -hmm. um whereas the movie is is very good of tick tick i do and i love tick tick score i love that music in fact there are songs in tick tick i prefer to rent songs any day but I do think Rent is a more, more fully formed musical that, if it had been finished, would have been a, a, a starting masterpiece to a, a long career. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Rent. I think it's Rent. Yeah. Uh,
3: do y'all, do y'all
1: want to be in any of these? Or Is there something you're feeling? I, I want to hear about it, but uh, let's play that stinger, bitch. Dream World. I don't Call know why bitch. That bitch. I said that. I'm sorry. Call me a bitch. I'm really sorry, actually. No. It just That's slipped that out. fuck episode. No. It just slipped out. Okay, <laughs> I, I, we gotta get out of here. so Let's do this. Do you have any dream roles in either of these two shows, Brittany? I know you've already been in it, but is, is there someone else you'd want to play in Rent, or would you I like to I, be in Tick Tick?
3: I think I would. Um, I'd like to try my uh, hand at Joanne. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I would like that. I would like to yeah. try. But, uh, and of course, you know, I've, I always want to sing Come to Your Senses, but, you know. You need to yeah. It, cause that's, that's not an easy one, so. Uh,
1: <laughs> you uh, could do it.
2: You <laughs> a different version of
1: All it. All right, Siege, Dream Rolls. Mark. You want to play yes! Mark? Yes!
2: I've always wanted to play Mark. Yeah. His yes! voice, Anthony Rapp, and I have kind of the same range. All right, <laughs> oh girl! I drove Anthony
1: Rapp <laughs> to the airport one time from the... William Inge Festival in <laughs> Independence, Kansas. Very nice guy. Nice, nice Good. Guy. Uh, okay. He was there for a reading of his brother Adam Rapp's play.
2: Mm.
1: Okay. a playwright. We probably want to. I didn't
2: on know part. they were brothers. Yeah, but I've seen Adam Raps' stuff before. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Scott. There's nothing I really want to play. I want to direct Tick, Tick, Boom. Now I got I got, ah. an, I got an idea in my head. That's yeah. legit.
1: I would love to direct Tic Tick, Boom. I'd love to, you know, just be part of Tic Tic Boom, and I'd love to play Collins. I think yeah. that'd be really, really great mm, yeah. to play if I if I knew that the rest of the cast was getting like a bent, um, base, you know, difference from the original show. Uh, that's really the only one I have. Hey, do you guys have anything you want to shout out, Brittany? Do you got anything you, you need to spotlight here? Because we got a we got yes, a segment for that you. too.
3: Thank you so much for that.
1: Hold on. So... Hold on. Let him insert the stinger right here. LA Spotlight. All right. Go ahead. Now go.
3: All right. Okay. Um, So Celebration uh, Theater, we are entering our 40th season coming up. Word. We have been around for a long time. Um, And we are coming up later on in the fall. We have um, an Indigiqueer playwright um, who is an absolute genius and we have commissioned her um, through one of our grants to um, write a piece that we've already heard the first draft on um, and we're so excited about it um, because these stories need to be told. Um, the Indigenous community, especially um, the queer Indigenous community um, gets looked over quite a bit uh, and that's an understatement and oh, we yeah. kind of highlight um, their stories and their struggles and things like that and, um, and celebrate them so that's coming up later on on in the fall and just keep an eye out for us um we are uh in the midst of trying to figure out what we can do um in terms of our kind of big season kind of closer uh for for in the spring so just keep an eye out for that um and hopefully we'll be able to uh to come back and, and be able to chat with you again and thank you guys so much for having me and uh, oh, yeah. supporting la theater and yeah,
1: that's it for me. Absolutely. Brittany, we'll probably have you back on again to do like an artist spotlight with you and let you talk a little Yay! bit more about celebration. Just like Thank outside you. of, you know, talking about someone else. Yeah. We'll talk about you and your and, and what you're doing. You. Uh Siege Scott, y'all got anything you wanna shout out? Spotlights? Business? Not this
0: week, but next week. Okay.
1: Um, Siege?
2: I do. I believe it just opened last weekend, uh but Loft Ensemble has a new play coming out called *Mud*. It is written by lovely, the lovely, lovely Brie Pavey. Um, it's oh, in North Hollywood. It's going through um, September 11th, Friday and Saturdays at Never eight. Never forget Sundays <laughs> <laughs> at seven. Uh, loftensemble.org. You can RSVP there. They do everything by donation, y'all. Like so, go see a show. And there's a lot of fun places to hang out there. Mm-hmm. No ho. No ho, it's right in that good, good part of North Hollywood. But well, yeah.
1: I don't have anything. In September, Playhouse will be opening Sanctuary City, but I will be gone before that opening oh, night. Wow. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah, I've quit the Playhouse. Fun story. <laughs> Haven't found a new job yet, but we'll, we'll get there.
2: Really?
1: Uh, what? We love you. So. I know. Yeah. Thanks. It's fine. No, don't say sorry. I hate that. No, I, I know. It's been here. awful. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, but hey, hey, friends. Thank you all so much for joining us for part two and the end of our Jonathan Larson miniseries series pod podcast exclamation point with special guest Brittany Wheeler. Thank you, Brittany, for joining hey! us. Yeah. Thank you guys
3: so much. Love uh, you, theater nerds. Love you're you are so 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 <laughs> incredible,
1: and we appreciate you joining us. Appreciate uh, Join us next week for a Scott's Pick and Stuff
0: bonus episode. Scott, you finally chose one, and I'm kind of excited about it. Tell us what it is. We're going to do Secrets and Lies, directed by Mike Lee, who's some – there was actually another Mike Lee movie I wanted to do, but you can't find it anywhere. Um, But Mike Lee has had an amazing and fascinating career. Uh, He uses improv to build his scripts and stories and yeah, it's like a very Tay,
1: but like yeah and the yeah, way there's... he
0: the way he uses it and the way stories unfold are just sort of like and secrets and lies has two amazing performances by two brilliant actresses and uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun it's going to be Join us
1: for Secrets it. and Lies next week that'll be our Scott's pick and stuff uh, and then after that we are doing a, another mini series on a playwright who you may not know yet but we know very well that's right, it's Maddox Pennington, the winner of our Theater Theater Playwriting Award from Hollywood Fringe Fest 2022. Yay! We're finally getting to cover their works. Uh, we're going to be covering three of their works, actually, which including Love Chicken, which is Ooh, what yes. won our actual award. I can't wait award. to read it. Um, and because none of their works are things that people would necessarily know, we have named this, pod, this miniseries. Normally, we name it after one of their works. But this is, since it's the works of Maddox Pennington, we're going for madcast poddington (laughs) nice nice kind of sounds like a mad max movie but yeah i'm into it uh but thanks all so much and we'll see you later let's close it out
2: uh do y'all have questions comments compliments you can reach us on instagram (laughs) facebook uh twitter or you can also email scott
0: Thank you, CJ. A big shout-out to Ryan Thomas Johnson for writing our theme song. Our theme song is better than your theme song. It's yeah. true! He's also a hell of a human being. He writes all of our stingers, and he's great, and we love Ryan Johnson. Also, a yeah. big shout-out to Pam Quinn, who is a frequent contributor to our show, and uh, whose Jonathan Larson-centric song you are about to hear, so stick around. And yeah. then finally, to the great Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright Annie Baker, who writes every single now, one of you our... Do think episodes- Annie what? Baker
1: purposely yeah. writes oh my god you guys I
2: forgot something what oh never mind
1: okay cool yeah
0: I was just wondering <laughs> I just like I'm just trying to figure out what's going on go ahead Scott <laughs> she writes every single one of our episodes and she doesn't even know it one day Annie Baker we're gonna buy you a beer a yeah. delicious one please rate subscribe review it really does help write mean things
1: in five stars and we'll read it on the podcast we love you guys so much I'll see you later bye Brittany thank you for joining bye. us bye. Thanks, everybody. Open the gates And seize the day Mm. Don't be I think I chose the wrong key Don't be afraid (laughs) And don't delay Nothing can break us No one can make us Give our rights away later uh, no. rise <laughs> and see the... i got to go